You are now tuning into the Sincerely Shameless Podcast, where our truths hurt, but so can our lies. In all things, be relentless, be shameless, be truthful, be you. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Sincerely Shameless Podcast. I am your host, Sarah J. And as promised, I am not alone. You know, I promised you features. I have you your features. I think you guys are going to love this feature. I personally love this feature, but I've loved all the features. I'm not going to say anymore because I want her to introduce herself and we're going to get this party started. Hello, my name is D. Antoinette Shine and thank you for having me. No problem, girl. You sound so modest. I love it. I love it. <laughs> y'all, we about to cut a fool in here. With, do y'all hear that voice? This is D'Antoinette Shine. Okay, listen. So, <laughs> D'Antoinette, can you please tell me a little bit about yourself and why do you think you are shameless? And then I got some story time. Yes. So, I am what I like to call an entertainer and inspirer. So I act and sing as well as being a certified life coach and speaker. Mm. And what makes me shameless is coming through a period of low self-esteem, low to no self-worth, depression, and being able to come out of that through learning who and whose I am, learning to love myself and a healthy way of loving others and being able to help other women in their journeys to do the same. My goodness. I mean, I feel like for this episode, I need to speak in this voice to meet you. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I am too live right now. <laughs> And I love your shameless moment. And you know what's perfect about this? I actually have story time for the shameless community, and I think they're going to love it. Are you ready for the story time? I'm ready. Okay. So, you guys, let me take y'all back to 2017 when your girl owned a home, okay? She owned a home, not one story, but two stories. Not faux hardwood, but real hardwood, okay? Carpet upstairs. And 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 beds everywhere, okay? In the in the rooms, of course. Beautiful. I remember. You remember the house? Okay, so back in my YouTube days when I uh, had a channel, amen. I um, invited D'Antoinette to come on over, girl. Come on over, J Lo. Stop. Come on over. Like, come on over. <laughs> and she and she did. And we had a good old time. But you want to know the beautiful moment about that? We realized, or more so, I realized the distinction between how we operated, though our goals was the same. Our goal was to still be loved, to be respected, to be treated with um, a form of respect, truth, and honesty. However, we had a different way of going about it. Um, What I now have come to learn is how she speaks is called um, assertive communication. And I come from a background of aggressive communication. And we noticed that difference. And you know what we did with this iPhone here? We recorded a video and D'Antoinette was the <laughs> kind person. She was like, I just do not feel like the way that you have communicated with me is good for my spirit. And then my line was, brother, if you don't back up out my face, though, like, y'all, I'm coming through. <laughs> do you remember that story time? I do. <laughs> and so that, listen, y'all, listen, sometimes, let me tell I feel this is a word. Sometimes we think just because we communicate different. 
<laughs> the, the the destination's different. No, no, no. We still want to get <laughs> to respectability. We still want right. to get to truth and, and favor and glory. It's just I'm a little bit more aggressive. And y'all heard her tone. She's she's a little bit more assertive. But you know, with much therapy and prayer, amen. I I believe I can get there. So that is my story time. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that would make you laugh. (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. But we we won't tell them about our our jam session. No, we're going to skip that one because they might find out you can get down with the the get down. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to keep you uh, untainted and I'll take, you know, I'll take the, take the brunt of that. So I'm super excited, y'all, because we've seen so many different topics. And the reason why I wanted D'Antoinette on this here podcast was because of the very thing that she said. She said she went from one stage and one phase in her life to a completely different one. And you can't have one without the other if you don't have healing. So guess what the topic is? What is healing? I knew knew y'all knew that. What is healing and where to start? I'm ready. You ready? You ready? I'm ready. All right. So question number one. When when society hears healing, we think of self-care and it can feel a bit superficial. How do you define healing? So for me, first, I do have to preface. I am a life coach, Mm -hmm. not a counselor. Mm. Two very different things. Mm-hmm. So where a counselor is more adapted to helping someone in obtaining their healing, I more so come along and help people to move up to progress once they've received their healing. However, even in that mm-hmm. and in helping my clients and in my own life, I've come to understand healing as a process, Mm -hmm. a continual, intentional process. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be my definition of healing. So healing is a process. I like that. Mm -hmm. I I like that a lot. I think that's one of my favorite definitions thus far because when I was trying to heal, I went and bought eye masks, Okay. I went and bought some eye masks to take the puffiness out from crying so much. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm. And I felt like that was a bit superficial. So, you know, yes. even uh, even in taking that that in itself, though it may be more superficial or physical, mm-hmm. even that is a process, right? You have to wow. leave them on, and it's not like they just magically are you know back to normal mm-hmm. it helps to be but it still takes some time right for your eyes to get back to normal and just like with a cut um i was in a car accident when i was younger and my cousin <clears throat> my cousin put it i got cut to the white meat mm. and they had to clean it out and they had to stitch it up but even then i wasn't healed right mm-hmm. the the cut was corrected but I still wasn't healed. There was still a process of, I think they said like five to seven layers that had oh to God. rebuild and reshape. And there were even things that I had to do. My doctor told me, you can't just sit around. You know, uh, after a couple of weeks, you have to get up. You have to walk on it. You have to 
move it around wow. so that it will properly. Look at that. So just like with the physical, with the emotional, it's a process. There, mm. there are things that you have to do. Some things you can do immediately. Others you may have to do repeatedly and make into a routine. But it, wow. it takes some effort, some time, some diligence to really achieve healing. Okay, so you guys have been listening to Sincerely Shameless Podcast, and we can go on home because um, (laughs) there you have it. (laughs) Do we need the rest of these questions? That was so good. That is amazing. I mean, we can stick with the questions, but that in itself, just to break it down, I mean, it was simple, right? Healing was simplified. Um, I use the joke of eye mask or going to buy something because... It's superficial, but even within the superficial, the simplification of you just applying it and waiting for it to work is healing in itself. I love that. Two snaps in a in a in a hair flip. Okay, Um, so I have another question. So personally, what has been the hardest wound for you to heal, if you don't mind sharing with us? Yes, for me, it actually I mean, in thinking of the gamut of life, I'm not sure if this is really the hardest, but Mm -hmm. it's precious and it's hard, still Mm -hmm. is. So um, I've had to let go of friendships that I've had for years. Mm. And actually, there's one I let go of and one was snatched away. (laughs) Mm. Okay. And having to let go uh, particularly in the one that was snatched away, they assaulted my character in the process mm. and put characteristics on me, which I know I didn't display within our friendship. Mm-hmm. And having to walk away and let it go without being able to get that resolve mm. and knowing that that person is just going to see me how they're going to see me. There's nothing Mm. really I can do about how they are viewing me. Right. That has been hard. And then still having it on my heart to love them, to, Mm. to pray for them, to still speak life over them has been hard. (laughs) That, you know, I don't know if it was a 20, 2017 to like 2021 thing that happened, but um, I too have experienced that. Now I'm not sure if it was the one of the hardest, but I think the hardest part was, like you said, even when you know that you know that you know that that wasn't what the intent was, or that wasn't exactly what I said, or that was not me who did that, <clears throat> and having to live with the fact that at the end of the day, I'm the villain in their story. And it's so unfortunate because I was trying to play superhero. Like I have my cape on with a flashlight. It is, yeah. it truly is unfortunate. <laughs> Look, listen, cause I'm always out here with my cape on like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and they're like, go away. You are, Man, you're the Joker. You <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? No sis. I'm like here to like, I was going to swoop in. Like, I can't look, I, I've been practicing my flying. I was going to swoop in there. Like, no, you're the plague. And I'm like, no, I'm not. the. And it's like, and they rehearse this story and, and tell this story mm-hmm. to other people. Yeah. And, and, and you, that same chick who was a villain and so-and-so story is like, no, did they tell you? No. Okay. 
And like you said, and still speaking life, like, okay, cool. However, I love them and I continue to pray for them daily. And I really just want to see them win. That's that right there. That is hard. That is hard. I can agree with you on that one. Mm -hmm. And it definitely has taken some time to get there again. Process. Well, well. It was probably shady two years out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was though. I was like, mm. <laughs> you said love my neighbor as I love myself. Well, I don't like me, so that means I don't have to like them. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you can kind of twist the word, but you don't want to do that. Yeah. But yeah, no. So I can definitely feel that. So mm-hmm. when it comes to trauma, what is your standard processing time that you've experienced? in healing. Like I know you said it's a process and that, you know, you just showing up is part of the process, but what has been something you've seen as your standard time to where you can say, okay, I'm over that. Or where you kind of hold yourself to say, I should be over that by now. So I actually don't put a time on it. Mm. I, I feel like just like the healing is a process. So is life. And Certain things or certain situations will take growth in certain areas for me. It'll take me being able to let certain things go. It, depending on the situation, it will require different things. And sometimes I have to be honest with myself and be like, I'm just not ready. Mm. I'm just not there. Mm. I, I need more time. Yeah. Yeah. That's like good. Relationship. There was about a good six months. I was just like, yeah, no. Okay, God, I'm going to get there. And I have gotten there, but it has taken some time. It's, it's taken my growth. It's taken me letting go mm-hmm. in a place where I can let go. And it, it's, um, I, I don't put time on the process because I feel like, me trying to hold myself to this standard, like, okay, uh, it's been two months, um, you should be here. Mm. That does nothing to help me <laughs> be like, okay, but I'm still, I'm still at B. Now, yeah, okay, maybe I should be at E, but I'm at B. Gotcha. Me talking about being at E does nothing to help propel me forward. So, as you say that, I'm listening and um, I'm kind of kind of in limbo because that is the complete opposite of what society says. Society says you should be over the breakup in under three months. And, you know, if the year relationship was, if the relationship was year, it should only take six months to get over it. You should, whatever the relationship was, you cut that, that time in half and you should be fine. You should be gallivanting around the country with somebody else. Like you should be living your best life with the girlfriends. Hello, meet me. I'm Carrie Bradshaw from sex in the city, like bounce back. And so Hearing you say that, that is the first time amongst, I mean, anybody I've heard. I've had girlfriends who said, Sarah, you should be over that by now. And I'm like, I've, I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm just not. But I've seen mm-hmm. myself, the greatest snare was acting like I was over it. <laughs> right. And then, and well, pam. <laughs> right. You know? It just hit you and it catch you off guard because you just acting like you're over yeah. it. Yeah you begin to believe that, right? Mm-hmm, until mm-hmm. it does hit you, until your reality does hit you, and then you crumble. Mm. <laughs> That's what you originally were. And I, 
I've always been one. Well, not always, but since I've got my freedom, amen. I'm to where I I don't try to live by society standards because one, it really is relative because even, even that statement of it should take half the time of the breakup, I've heard that, yeah. but you're talking about someone who is in a healthy mindset, yeah. someone who has complete love for themselves, someone who understands relationship cycles, like those, those types of things. But if the person is completely broken from that mm. situation, and they got in that situation because of some trauma from their childhood they they still haven't maybe even acknowledged or dealt with that wow. person is still gonna be broken mm. and it it takes different people different amounts of time to heal from different things mm. <laughs> the same person may heal from a romantic relationship quicker than losing a best friend Right, right. It's all really relative. And I don't think we do ourselves any service by trying to tell ourselves where we should be Mm. rather than dealing with getting to the root of where we are. And you know what, though? I like that you said that. And I don't want to, I don't mean to stay on this point right here, but I think this is kind of the meat of it, right? Like, I think this is part where we kind of get it messed up. So, I remember a relationship and um, I mean, I was in this relationship when I was 19. It came to a close around 20 ish, 21. And let mm-hmm. me tell you who didn't get in a relationship until still. <laughs> <laughs> until still, like right now, like current. And it was, and it was something. And I think you said, you said it best. Like you're talking about naturally and I remember girlfriends like friends who are no longer friends anymore like family members being like Sarah just wasn't that deep and I'm like yeah but I already had stuff in my carry-on from 12 you know Mm -hmm. and so you carry you got that with you and you know you carry on that's the stuff you carry with you at all times this is not what I dropped off at the airport for them to fly to where I was going so I'm loading this on in my carry-on and and then I got him and then I throw him on the carry-on and then he dropped me off he was like we no longer traveling together and I'm lost in the Mm -hmm. airport and it's a it's a looping cycle and Mm -hmm. it wasn't it took me maybe a year to realize that the relationship didn't hurt that much the relationship revealed what really hurt in the past. And so mm-hmm. I like how you broke that down and said, like, the person who was traumatized or who has all these other different things, and then this romantic relationship happens, they found best mm-hmm. friend and bae at the same time, but then best friend and bae got to break up because that might not be where you were supposed to land at. But then you're, you're not picking up from best friend and bae. You're going back to seven. You're going back to yeah. six. And mm-hmm. then you're working those things up. And so... You know, I've had girlfriends who say, like, sis, like, what? And I'm like, listen, (laughs) you weren't there, though. (laughs) You know, you have to give. And I think that, like you said, it doesn't do us a service, but we have to take the judgment hat off or the timeline hat off and let time do time in its job Mm -hmm. and allow people to heal. Because if not, as we previously said, you thrust yourself back into it. And so what am I broken as bones? And I go at to Brio and I meet a brother and here I am thinking I'm operating in love and pure toxicity. And now I'm putting this person in danger and back mm-hmm. and put myself back in danger. But not only am I going to be broken again at the beginning 
I've re-injured something that was broken. Right. My goodness. Or you, there are also the cases where someone tries to heal without getting to the root of it Mm. and end up looking like they're healed on the outside or in certain light. But really, they do still have that underlying issue, which will eventually show up. Listen, <laughs> listen. You know what I call it, and you, and you can borrow this. I call it. Have you okay. seen a jack in a box? Uh huh. Listen, you can only wound that thing <laughs> so many times without it not popping out on you. And like, and the more you wound it, the more likelihood it's gonna keep popping. And, and after you keep smacking mm-hmm. it down, after a while, them hinges on that on the hood is gonna fall off. And next thing you know, you're just a clown out there. You're just out there. <laughs> I I literally think of it as like I'm just out here. Like I don't wound it. I was moving slow, and it just popped. You know, slow pop, and I close it pop. And next thing you know, the hinges got loose, and I'm I'm here. You can't push me down. <laughs> you know, and that's I, that's how I feel like trauma happens. I feel like. If you do not heal that, it's kind of like a pimple. Okay, keep on putting concealer on it. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Go right ahead. Just go go ahead. Just keep on. Yeah, keep moving that brush right on over that. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. It was a whitehead (laughs) in the beginning. Mm. Mm. What's on your mirror? What's on your mirror? That's pus because it popped. (laughs) It's all on your mirror and it's blood. You see it? It's bleeding. You see the stuff oozing? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. That's the remain. I'm telling, I'm literally, I'm telling you. So that healing thing, um, healing is, is it's, it's core and it's real. Mm -hmm. So, you know, historically we are aware of not healing and the repeat of, you know, future occurrences and generations to come truly, truly, you know, when we do this work, how do we really move forward when doing the work? So I would say, again, not coming from a counselor standpoint, Mm -hmm. but I would say one, truly being genuine about the work Mm -hmm. is so key because I have clients who I do believe they know that they want to benefit from our work Mm -hmm. and they, they are very present when we're together during our sessions, but then the week or the the next time we do meet with each other, two weeks maybe, they've done nothing since mm. our last meeting. Mm. And they mm. have all the world, and then they're like, okay, um, let, let's just rework it. So we, we rework it again, and then the next time we meet again, they yeah. may have done it, but haven't fully committed to the work yet wow so I think truly being real with yourself mm-hmm. and making realistic attainable goals for yourself right um, but getting to the root of the issue and being willing to go there because depending on what the trauma is it's gonna hurt yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is going to hurt there are things that I dealt with in my childhood that I just started mm. a few years ago because it, it just hurt. It hurt too much. I was just like, no, mm-mm, not doing that. Right, right, right. I'll come back to it. I'll come back what? to it. 
Mm-hmm. Put a bookmark there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Come back to it later. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I had to get to a point where I realized that my growth and me not repeating that cycle depended mm. on me addressing the root of it. Gotcha. And my desire to overcome and create a better life for myself and eventually my family outweighed the pain of the past. And we have to, I think, get to a place where we acknowledge that on our and are willing to fully do the work. Absolutely. And then determine what work you can do realistically and Absolutely. move from there. I love that you said the essence of healing, like the, the, you know, what healing is the process and the essence of it, the, is the work. So in all transparency, I am in therapy myself. And let me tell you, my therapist thinks I'm aggressive. I would like to beg to differ, but that's what she gets paid to do. So I, (laughs) I don't have homework every session. There has not been a session where I don't have homework. She's like, okay, so um, literally after, okay, so Sarah, um, I sent you a packet of homework for you to do. And my recent homework packet was aggressive, passive, and assertive communication. Mm -hmm. And because I want to communicate better, not just for my platform or not to sound good, because I could care less about that. You know, you could get cussed out on any day of the week. It doesn't really matter. But because, <laughs> amen, I'm not kidding. <laughs> but because <laughs> they're working. Jesus, God, and the therapists are all in cahoots and they're working. But, you know, but because the betterment of myself, right? So I decided for myself, I wanted to be a better communicator. And let me tell you, I printed out those piece of papers and I, they are in my purse. And mm-hmm. every time I, ha- I feel something rising up my neck called heat, because I feel like someone's getting beside themselves and I can choose to be like, <laughs> whatever, and walk off or give them a coaching one-on-one on how to treat me. I pull that piece of paper out and I look at what assertive means. I'm not kidding. And I do that work. And it is painful to, you know, someone's in the heat of a chump off. I'm, I'm unfolding my piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rereading the definition and I'm looking at the examples and I'm working this mentally in my mind because I'm mm-hmm. not there yet. You know, where I know others who can be assertive, like in that moment, I have to pull out, I mean, mid chump off. I have to pull out this piece of paper. I have to read the definition. I'm like, okay, assertive means to clearly express that you have heard what they said, but then you put what you need out there. Like, I literally have to do that. Mm-hmm. And a minute and a half will go by, and then I'll say, I really don't like what such a... And I really have to do that. And I go to my car, and I'm in tears because I'm like, bruh. <laughs> That took 10 minutes longer than what you wanted it to take. But you said it best, that work. And -hmm. it's painful, but it's a process. So I think there was a lot of clarity in that because naturally, like you said, speaking to your clients, that we're in a, um, I'm not sure if it's a generation or if we're in a season of I am who I am. Take me Mm -hmm. as I am. And we'll go to, to counselors, therapists, life coaches to be diagnosed 
but we don't want a treatment plan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we want the diagnosis. Okay, you're headstrong. Okay, so you know I'm headstrong. So the next time you call him over here, just instead of being like you're headstrong and that's that's no one wants to deal with that, you know? So here here's a treatment plan for it. So I admire that you're honest with your clients enough to one notice that, but then two tell them that. Yeah. Um because it really it does you no service to yeah. <laughs> just be in that cycle but I I do want to take the time to acknowledge you doing the work that is <laughs> amazing and also to encourage you in knowing that it won't always be this way <laughs> you won't always be that girl with a piece of paper in her back pocket <laughs> listen because I see the visual and I, I do you see it <laughs> I'm like she is not feeling this but I, oh I'm so ain't look and then it just makes me mad to just have to and, and they're like what are you reaching for my my help I'm reaching I'm reaching for my help because you almost got cussed out amen here here in this Chick-fil-a you almost got the business but I, because it's your pleasure it's my pleasure let me pull out this notes let me pull out my literally dance when that that is what that is where I'm at in my life <laughs> I got a piece of paper <laughs> That's where you're at now. That's not where you're staying. And since you're doing the work, you you will be moving past it. Yes. Y'all heard her. Y'all heard her say that. I'm not always going to be here. Okay. (laughs) Stick with, stick with us. We going places. So D'Antoinette, is there anything else you'd like to add before we move into the second section of the podcast? Um. I think that is everything. Um, just, well, I will say this one last part is okay. in healing and in growing in general, we really have to be kind to ourselves, give ourselves grace and, and truly be our own friends. That's something that I shared with the ladies of my group. I have a women's group called Bold. Stands for a beautiful, outstanding ladies of destiny. Mm. And, and during our Galentine session, we talked about being your own friend and mm. how we're, we can be so good at being friends to everyone else, but can be so mean to our own selves sometimes. And we deserve that same loving grace and support yeah. uh, that we provide to others. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Being kind to yourself. Let me tell you, are you a friend of yourself? Are you a friend of yourself? Shameless, shameless community. Are you? Go be your, go be your own friend. Go friend yourself on Facebook. That's what you go do. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want y'all to do while we transition into this next section of this here podcast. Okay. All right, guys, we are back with the second segment of the podcast. This is actually one of my favorite slash not so much of my favorites because it just allows us to be out here. But um, this is a segment where we talk a little bit about our ugly, shameless truth. Um, This is something that we are currently healing in, something we probably just had a revelation on, something we've healed in or something we are unaware of that's been pointed out and we are taking action steps to do that. So Without further ado, because I'm always announcing mine, D'Antoinette, can you go ahead and go first? Do you mind? (laughs) (laughs) 
I do not mind. My okay. area, I like to call it my area of growth because mm-hmm. I have to go ahead and speak that I am moving forward in it. Mm. Okay. Is prioritization. Mm. Okay. I am not always the best. I, I'm great at making lists and assigning times and all that because I am analytical. But time gets away from me, you know? It's just, mm. It keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Say hello <laughs> into the where? <laughs> into the, in the future. Nowhere near you, sis. No, <laughs> nowhere near me. <laughs> that is a good one. That is a good one, okay? <laughs> just slips away. Yeah. And, but I know that it's only me. It, it's yeah. those little Instagram breaks and mm. the text message that gets my attention on something else when I could have answered that text message 30 minutes later. It, it would have mm. been fine. No one would have died. Mm. It would have been fine. So You know what? Prioritizing and not just prioritizing as far as what to do in, you know, here, 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 but even in those things that come up because life is life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Choosing to prioritize in those moments. Wow. So that that's actually a beautiful area. And um, I happen to have a knack for prioritizing. I'll give you a schedule now. Now, I give you that schedule. It's up to you to work it. So, <laughs> but <laughs> I wish mine was um, my area of growth. I like that. Um, I am actually dealing my ugly shameless truth um and it's only ugly because i don't like it right mm-hmm. um and it's shameless because i'm gonna be honest about it and uh, and it's the truth because i'm currently doing it amen okay is pride goeth before my fall okay and sis ain't trying to fall i have a um a tendency to where that pride rises up and um, with cancel culture being on my side here, um, <laughs> whoo, okay. So I am, I am really, truly. Let me tell you. And pride has many layers, but I think that con- that communication piece th- that that is a that's a layer that must be mastered if you really don't want pride to rise up on you <laughs> from behind and. And snuff you over your mouth like it's a horror movie with chlorophyll and you pass out because that's where the fall comes from. That's the fall. Okay. So that pride, that, um, again, that passive communication, because that's my other best friend, you know, aggressive is best friend in day, but passive is my other best friend and just getting to assertive. So, um, pride is an area that I'm really working in being able to say, hi, Hey, I need help. Hey, did you get that email? Hey, did you get that text message? Um, while D'Antoinette thinks I'm not going to die, she doesn't reply to my email in 30 minutes, I feel like I am. <laughs> <laughs> so please text me back. I am that person. If you see my text, it's it's urgent. It's it's urgent. Because I'm not ever texting. Just be like, girl, how are you all day? I want something on the back end of that. <laughs> how are you? Good. Excellent. So can you do... <laughs> And if I wait a minute too long, I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So that is something that I am working on. So maybe that's that 
that pride and communication piece. And um, y'all just keep me lifting in prayer because that is something I am truly working on. And it's and it's in whole in its whole entirety. Okay. So we're working on it. Thank you. I see. You know what? We're gonna have to do this more often because you you keep encouraging me and lifting me when I want to go sit down. You are helping me be kind to myself. Okay. All right, guys, we are back to my absolute favorite and unfortunately the final piece of the podcast, but it is our woman of the week. This is the portion of the podcast where we shout out a woman who is either winning in motherhood, singleness, marriage, entrepreneurship, business, workplace, or all the above. I don't know how you'll do all of them in singleness and marriageness, or maybe you single in your marriage and he's single in his marriage. I'll continue today and it's thriving. I'm not sure about that. However, I don't have a woman of the week, but D'Antoinette has a woman of the week. Would you like to introduce this wow? Yes. I would okay. <laughs> Her name is Kamika Tublin. Okay. And she is actually a licensed counselor and doula, amazing speaker, and just uh, also a an advocate of marriage and family advocate. Oh, all around amazing. She is my go-to when I need answers for things concerning counseling or just when I need someone to bring me clarity. Yes. <laughs> it comes through my emotions, um, particularly when everything started happening as far as the racial tensions. She was mm. the one that I was able to bring into our bold monthly meeting and she definitely helped to bring some clarity in the trauma that we were experiencing, well, still are, within the Black mm-hmm. community. Absolutely. The way that she is able to relate and just make you feel like you're not crazy. Okay, then. Well, listen, I'm going to go ahead and follow her because I was not well with the social injustice myself. Um, I, I feel like that was one of the reasons why I went to to therapy too because I had this newfound raging anger to where if anybody looked at me I was like it's because I'm black and I'm gonna come over there (laughs) I I'm gonna come over there like literally was like "Mm, so you didn't put no tomatoes on my sandwich because what I'm okay I'm on my way I'm I'm on my way like everything was like it was intense so I think that is phenomenal and I want to say thank you for even presenting us to her so all right. So before we sign off, D'Antoinette, is there anything you would like to share with the Sincerely Shameless podcast listeners or the shameless community? Yes. Um, first, I want to say thank you for allowing me to join you this evening. This has been so fun. And I would love to extend to the listeners a special offer. I do offer free 30-minute consultations for life coaching just so you can learn more about what coaching truly is and to see if we would be a good fit. And for those who are listening here today, 
I will also provide a 10% discount on the first order of sessions. Uh-oh. For those who do decide to move forward, you just need to mention in your contact that you found me through this. All right, can we do that again? Uh-huh. Hold up. Let me see the timing. Hold up. Start up the Lisa list. All right. One fifteen. All right, go ahead. You would just need to mention that you found me through listening to the Sincerely Shameless podcast. I love that. Okay, y'all. Y'all heard it here first. Y'all know I'm out here with my pen and paper trying to make sure I'm having a set of conversations. And our good <laughs> sister, DeAntoinette, is offering... <laughs> free consultations because you know you need coaching now how can they find you on instagram or social media platforms and if they were interested where could they send that message yes so you can find all of my information on my ig and that is d antoinette shine Excellent. Just my name. Yes. D. Antoinette Shine. Or you can visit my website directly, which is also theantoinetteshine.com. Excellent. Excellent. And then if they slide in the DMs because we're shameless, so that's something we'll definitely do as long as they mention, (laughs) I heard about you through the Sincerely Shameless podcast or from the Shameless brand, then it's on and popping. Correct. Yes. And I do want to make it clear. The 30-minute consult is free. The 10% is off of any coaching sessions you decide to move forward with from there. Excellent. Let me tell you, in this pandemic, we all need counseling, coaching, therapy, help, a water, uh, some edges, because honey. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So don't be shocked if I slide. Okay. Excellent. (laughs) Well, y'all heard it here first. She is offering the work of the Lord. And I hope that blesses your heart. And I um, definitely hope that we are all out here operating in our full shameless capacity with the tools and resources that are being offered here on this podcast and just other tools and resources that is being offered. Without any further ado, that concludes the podcast. D'Antoinette Shine, can you please sign this off? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This has been the Sincerely Shameless Podcast with Sarah J and special guest, the Antoinette Shine. Thank you for joining us and have a great night. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sincerely Shameless Podcast, where our truths hurt, but so can lies. In all things relentless, shameless, truthful, we are becoming. If you would like to feature yourself for the woman of the week, please be sure to visit theshamelessbrand.com and enter your information in the contact form. If you would like to announce one of your ugly truths, and of course it's anonymous, please be sure to visit theshamelessbrand.com and enter that information in the contact form. Also, if you'd like to hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook, please be sure to visit she so with two O's shameless. See you next week.